Blog Talk Radio. Well, hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to Blog Talk Radio <clears throat> with P for P Real Talk with Desiree and Kaylin. And I am having issues this afternoon, this evening. I'm not. Maybe I need a drink of water. I am not real sure. But um, hey, we're here together, and that's what counts. Um, And so here we go. This program is sponsored by P4P Muscle, the number one drug-free sponsorship in the world. If you are a drug-free athlete and are looking for a solid foundation to stand on, as well as a vehicle to drive your goals, and Caitlin Patterson, I hope you're there. What are we driving our goals like? Do you know? Well, I'm just going to finish it and say like a Mack truck through ice cream. So check us out at p4pmuscle.com. And now let's talk. And, hey, I, you know, this is going to be one of those shows. I think we're starting out with some uh, technical difficulties. So we're trying to uh, bring Kaylin on the line. So hopefully that is going to connect for us real there soon. So, Kaylin, if you can hear me. And uh, are you there? Yes. All right. Things are looking up already. So uh, have you been listening the whole time but just haven't been able to talk? Exactly. Well, you know, it happens, folks. And when you're on live radio, it, it happens with live everybody radio. listening. What more What more can I, I say? Gotta love it. You gotta love live radio. <laughs> gotta love it. Gotta love it. So what have you been up to this week thus far? Uh going crazy. Going crazy. Yeah. Scheduling, booking. Yeah, booking, scheduling. Yeah. Tuesday's looking real good right now, Desiree, I tell you. But then Thursday, <laughs> oh, I tell you what. Ooh. I tell you my- what. I tell you what, like corn biscuits on a fritter, girl, you just can't get a tater tot to match. All right, then. All right, then. Well, I I just don't even know what to say about that. So if any of you all out there have have a commentary to follow up that with, we'll uh, we'll entertain (laughs) <laughs> we'll entertain we'll entertain your thoughts. But, uh, yeah. in the meantime in the meantime we've got the topic no, no, that we there. want to oh, wait, wait, hold okay. As right, Toby says we it. are nuts. Toby says we are nuts <laughs> and I will not disagree with him. I think he's I, on I won't the something. <laughs> I, I so. But what kind of just what kind of nut are you though, Kalen? I would say if I were to be a nut, I think it would have to be like an almond or maybe a cashew. I think I'd have to be a pistachio. Well, I'm still a little covered, but I'm cracked before you get to me. <laughs> <laughs> a little green around the edges. <laughs> there you go. Now you're playing with power. <laughs> now. <laughs> And uh, there we go. Sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes you That's right, home and door. Bound. <laughs> that's right. That's right. You know, we're going to get this started, but I just have to share now that we're talking about Almond Joys because, you know, Almond Joys have coconut. And coconut is one of those foods that I always wanted to love. I always wanted to love coconut. I always 
you know, had this fantasy of just chopping off the top of a coconut and just drinking out of the shell and eating out of the shell. You know what? No, no. I do not like coconut. I don't like any kind of coconut. Not processed, not raw. Not I I don't like it. And that makes me sad because I I really wanted to like it. Yeah. I thought it would be yeah. Yeah, I was very disappointed. I was like, well, it's not an almond joy, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, correction. I, I think we got them backwards. I think we got them backwards. I thought almond joy. Yeah, I, I think you're wait, wait, which is it? Mounds. Yeah, almond. Mounds doesn't have the nut in Almond Joy. And same, Almond, almond Joy. Almond Joy's got nuts. Mounds don't. Yeah, right there. There we up. have it. Trying to correct that. All right, guys. Nah. So- yeah, with my nappy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so clearly, we have no focus tonight whatsoever. So, no. I feel like no. I should apologize for that, but I, I, I just can't because no, I, no. you can't, you can't be called I, a nut and then apologize for the insanity. You just, you just can't do it. <laughs> you can't do it, but we can move on. You, you can't. We can't try to bring. Yes. We can't try to bring this show into some some a semblance of focus. So we're going to try and do that. To a butterfinger because we slipped and dropped. And then we'll get over to what? <laughs> Baby Ruth? How about it? <laughs> I don't know. You lost me at Snickers. <laughs> That's my favorite. But uh, okay. all right. All right. Here okay. we go. Here we go. So Reset. what we really came here to talk about tonight, <laughs> stick with us. You're going to have to work with us tonight and keep us on track are the yeah. long-term effects of natural bodybuilding. So, you know, we always talk about who would have thought. And we talk a lot about the impact of natural bodybuilding, of course, on the body. And there is an article that I came across. And um, for the most part, I mean, I think it was a very um, balanced article. I mean, it's short. It doesn't go real in-depth. But I thought, you know what, it would be good to have this discussion so, you know, people can understand there are pros and cons to the sport and there's pros and cons to every sport when it comes to the human body, because our bodies are, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Finite. I mean, there's only so much life in them, um, regardless mm-hmm. of how well you take care of your body. So, um, and yeah, I'm sorry. I'm stuck on listening to your messages here saying, I'm here, mute. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? <laughs> All right, I'm just getting caught up, so I lost my train of thought again, so I apologize. But, you know, it's good to have that conversation because sometimes these are things that we really don't think about. We're just all gung-ho. We're going to do this. We love to do it. But what are we really getting out of this, and what are possibly some of the risks to this sport? And, no, Kaylin, I know you've done research on this as well and have some thoughts. No, no, you know, Why don't you give us a little bit? Oh, go ahead. Uh, we, we, we've got somebody jumping the gun, and I don't want to miss her question because I, I think okay. our listeners are trying to research for the research. Uh, Tara wants Uh-oh. to know, okay. is this episode that's going to be asking where we stop having women lift? Where we stop having women lift? Uh, no, I don't know that we will ever have that episode. Okay. Um, well, there you go, Tara. So... I don't know that I will ever advocate that women should stop lifting, but, I mean, everybody has to be a steward of their own body, a student of their own body, and and know what your body is able to sustain, yep, what your body is able to sustain or not. But, um, 
but yeah, so no, this is not that show. So thanks for asking the question. Um, <clears throat> but I, you know, why am I having such a hard time tonight? I don't know. But we're gonna move. We're gonna move on with this. Um, yeah, I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. So definitely, so two points that I'm going to start out with here, and then I'm going to turn it over to Kaylin, and we'll continue our discussion, and we welcome your questions. But just to start with, yeah. umbrella statements, your muscles and bones can and do benefit from bodybuilding, natural bodybuilding, and, you know, the gains that you develop from lifting, they can stay with you into old age. However, anything that you do long-term, and we're talking in the realm of bodybuilding now, you can risk developing some injuries and or other um, health risks, if I can use risk twice in one sentence. Um, So that's Mm -hmm. not to scare anybody, but again, the main gist of our show, what we try to do is to share and to educate. So with that being said, Kaylin, go ahead and share with us some of the research or some of your thoughts that you have on the subject, and we'll continue diving deeper into it from there. This is research because, like I said, I have no brain today. I'm the scarecrow. Um, What I was researching on was about, like you said, the the long-term effects on natural bodybuilding. And I I just thought that was the the words I keyed on were natural bodybuilding. So I wanted to see what the interest was. Because you know the damage that happens from just any kind of heavy lifting with the enhanced mm-hmm. realm, everything that's mm-hmm. done to the organs and all the extremes. Well, we are also an extreme community as well, whether we like to accept, admit, or acknowledge it. That's just part of who we are. And one of the downfalls of being an extreme community is that we will push the limits, both positive and negative, not with as far as enhancements, but the research and data is showing that we will still try to live as much as possible for as long as possible, even on a caloric deficit. And most of the research that was in this uh, natural bodybuilding, the effects were basically not having enough uh, nutrients in the body to maintain the demand we were putting upon it. So it's almost like driving on E in a car where you constantly get all the debris from the gas that's not being used and not being collected into the pistons or running oil in the car too long, and it just wears the engine out a lot sooner. So a lot of the the research is because of the demand we're placing on our bodies but not the nutrition that we're bringing in to sustain that demand. So we're wearing ourselves out. Like you said, We only if, you, if we can look at our bodies like a, a battery, instead of an electrical outlet, it would make a little more sense. And uh, uh, Tiffany, I'll get to your question in a second, but um, it's, it's we're constantly pushing ourselves in ways that are unimaginable to somebody that's not willing to step across that line to even think about competing or lift or, or whatever. So it might sound like, well, shucks, why are you going to do it? it it's, it's that mindset of getting better, of improving. I mean, you've seen the, the plus side of, of good lifting, good nutrition, good rest, and good support. But then there are the people that, you know, can either choose to enhance their bodies with illegal drugs or try to keep that diet on a little bit too long and then start trying Mm -hmm. to lift like they used to. And it's so much damage that can be done. 
internally and externally. I mean, we can damage our muscles, but with the internal organs, the one thing we always seem to forget when dieting is that our internal organs have to work as well and function. And we, if we deplete that to a state, then we're really damaging a lot more than what is known to to the average eye. I mean, you know, you might still look like you're healthy, but you're pretty much a damaged product. And I don't, I don't, I don't want to undermine that statement. It's, 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 it's about as prevalent as you can think of. If your, if your health is not good, then you're not good. Your thinking's going to be off. Your, your body's not going to work correctly. And there's going to be a lot of injuries um, that happen along the way of what would be considered a healthy adult or individual. Uh, anything to add to that, Des? Um, no, I mean, I think where you're coming from and the thing that we all need to keep in mind is that, um, you know, temperance is needed in all things. And so Kaylin just said yeah. that, you know, we are a sport of extremes, which is true. But there, you know, there's a way to manage everything, right? And so you, yes, you I'll, have to I'll know when to rest and, yep, when to rest and yeah. when to take a break from the diet, when to recharge your body before you jump back into this competitive swing of things. And so um, just wanted to be sure to put that out there because, you know, we say things and then all of a sudden we cause some alarm um, when we don't mm-hmm. mean to. But, again, you have to take – the good with the bad in any situation. And so we're just trying to inform of when you keep everything running on full tilt to the extreme nonstop, there are, there are some drawbacks to that. And so Kaylin, you were saying. Yeah, well, I'm going to get to Tiffany's question because this is directed toward the, the women. And so since we don't have a guest, I'll just keep asking Des the questions and we'll use that format and run from that. Uh, Tiffany's question is basically asking what happens when women, because uh, we've been talking about this time and time again, I know Lee has talked about it, Melissa's talked about it, and Daz has talked about it, basically trying to hold on to that competition figure longer than your body can sustain it, and is that what we're referring? And I'll throw that to Daz, and then I'll piggyback it and then get to the rest of the research so we don't basically have people headed toward doom and gloom, because that's not what this show is about. Yep. No, um, actually, no, that's not what we're – referring to, I mean, and it's definitely a real uh, scenario in uh, in natural bodybuilding or I guess any bodybuilding, if you will, but, um, you know, it it is not healthy or natural to try and maintain a stage-ready figure all year long. I mean, you're, you're at too much of a caloric deficit. You're not taking in enough nutrients for your body to continue to function at an optimum level. Um, you can definitely maintain a very healthy and fit physique all year long, yes. but it's not necessarily going to be stage ready. I mean, you have to understand, and most of you do understand, that to be a competitive bodybuilder, it's, it is about the body and it's about the muscle. In order to truly really see the muscle and the definition of it, you have to be lean. What yes. you are prepping for is a one-day parade, if you will. I mean, and, mm-hmm. and that's about what it's good for, to get you to that point where you are at your optimum best from a muscle standpoint. And then after that, you reward your body by, again, feeding it and starting to build back up to providing it with the levels of nutrition where it can function properly. 
um, you know, you can do anything for a short period of time, but when you try to extend it too long because you've fallen in love with a look that is an extreme yes. look and it's a great look and I love it. I'm a competitor and I do love how I look when I am stage ready. I, I, I won't deny that, but I also understand I can't stay there. And so I have, you know, I have, I, you know, and I have a range. I have a range where I can be comfortable with my physique and a range where I feel uncomfortable with it, where I might say, my gosh, I feel heavy. And someone else will look at me and be like, are you crazy? And to some extent, yeah, probably a little bit. I think we already established that. We're nuts. I'm an almond. He's a pistachio. That's where we have it. Um, And is, is my view of myself somewhat shaped by natural bodybuilding, I will say yes. But not so much because I feel like um, okay. it, it's not so much of because how I look as, as much, but I know how I feel and what my body is capable of to a certain extent. So, you know, I prefer to try to stay in a middle ground area. Um and I'm rambling now, but that keeps me closer to being stage ready than being further away from it because I just feel like if I continue to keep creeping further and further and further away from it, where am I going to stop? Where is it going to end? Um, well, so, you know, so American to get dilemma, back to the question, yeah, it is the American dilemma. So to get back to answering the question, um, no, this show is not about trying to stay stage ready all year long because that's not acceptable, it's not healthy, and that's nothing that we've ever promoted or nothing that we would ever promote. Um, but if you try to do that, then yes, you could result some long-term negative effects of bodybuilding, but those aren't, those aren't really the, where we were headed, but that's a great question. Um, yeah. And, Kaylin, I know you were going to get back to another point, so I'll let you do that now. Yeah, I, I um, maybe we'll get hey, back on track. This is directed to Desiree as well, and this is from Jacob, and he's being very polite, but it's kind of a diss anyway. And he says, Kayla, nothing against you. Des always seems to have the information right at hand. So what's the good walk-around percentage, not competition percentage of body fat for men and for women? Mm, That's a good question. Um, And, you know, that one's a hard question because it all depends on a lot of it on age, height, Um. So if you want to if you want to go ahead and tell us you know your your stats if you will um we can kind He's of six, give three, you an idea and 198 pounds 63 and 198 pounds and how old are you He's 42 2 so I mean all I can do is give you numbers for the average population I mean, that's really a baseline. It It's not representative of everything, and it's not a true model. But, you know, an, an average baseline body fat percentage for a male of your stature in your age range could be somewhere between 11 to 17%. All right? Yeah. So if you take if you take my base range, so I'm a, I'm a female, I am 44 years yes, old, yes, and... I'm glad you could validate that for me, Kaylin, because today I could have, you know, you could have told me I was 52 and uh, 
and oh, you know, five go. foot two versus five go. foot six and a half, and I might have believed you. But in average, <laughs> in average body fat percentage for a female, um, in my age range, my height and stature, you could be looking at fifteen to twenty three percent. So go. I mean. Those are just baseline averages, guys. I wish I could be more specific for you, but for the purposes of no, this show, no, no, no. that's if you're what we talking got. about society as a whole, you cannot be specific. That he just went the roundabout so he could basically pass the information on to his friends and family. Yep, yep. So there you have it. So okay. okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and and jump back in here then if I can okay. for a moment and. Sure, so, so one of the first areas that I was, that's kind of on my list that was in this article of one of the long-term benefits of natural bodybuilding is your body composition. So through resistance training, your body becomes stronger and, and leaner. Of course, diet is a big part of that. Um, you know, mm-hmm. this is a change for positive adaptation for your short-term health, but it also helps you with your age because as you age, we all, we all experience a loss of muscle mass and strength. Um, <clears throat> and it's natural and it's normal. It happens to the body. Um, but if you can continue to lift weights, put some strain on those muscles, build them up, then that is going to help you maintain your strength and your independence, your balance, all of that sort of thing as you get older. So as we've talked about quite a bit in natural bodybuilding, you see bodybuilders lifting through all ages. I mean, I don't know. What's the oldest we've seen on stage, Kaylin? I want to say, was it 70s? No, no. Maybe even, well, we're going to see someone in their 80s here in a couple months that – yeah, yeah, at Jonathan eight. at John Abraham's show. But I mean that yes. we have physically seen with our eyes compete and I would have to say myself personally it's been on into the sixties, I think. Maybe sixty five, no, no, sixty six is the we're in Pennsylvania. At Earl and Terry. I'm sorry. Show. Earl uh-huh. and Terry's oh, show. Yeah. Oh, I... have... You're breaking up on me, I can't hear you. But anyway, oh, Kevin said we've seen older than sixty six or sixty seven. Yes. So, I mean, if you can maintain muscle mass and strength into your older years, then there are definitely benefits that you will reap from that. And so balance, longevity, you know, just basic strength altogether, that's a long-term effect of the body. And when we talk about muscle memory, I mean, think about it. You could be lifting and you stop lifting for, you know, a couple of years maybe even, and then you get back into it again. And even though you might not be able to lift as much as you did when you first started, you notice that your body springs back into it, and that's the muscle memory. So your body, as long as you continue to train it, it's going to remember, you know, being strong and the muscle that you put on and the shape that it had, and that is going to continue to benefit you through your entire life. Kaylin? Yeah, um, Laura just said, your body is a temple, so let's build it. That's right, Laura. Boom. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag temple building. You have got it. (laughs) I love that. You say. You say. So another positive benefit (laughs) is 
Um, increased bone mineral density is another long-term positive effect of natural bodybuilding. Um, the article went on to say that resistance training initiates a stimulus that signals your body to increase your bone density. By putting strain on your bones, your body adapts by making your bones stronger. Aging leads to a decline in bone strength, especially for women that can develop into osteoporosis. When your bones lose strength, they become brittle and susceptible to fracture. Fracture. Nobody mm-hmm. wants to fall and break a hip. I mean, isn't that one of the major concerns you hear about people when they age? Because like when it or not, age. folks, I don't know why this is, but someone falls and breaks a hip at an older age, a lot of times they don't recover from that. No. I And I... And I don't have a medical explanation, but it seems, depending on the actual age, and okay, well, then Kayla can share it with us, but in level of frailty, if you're breaking a hip, you may not be on this earth much longer after that in your, in your okay. later days of life. Okay, Kayla, go ahead and share with us your explanation. Uh, that you actually touched on it. Uh, very well, and that's uh, the bone density. I mean, when people live, they build muscle but they also don't realize mm-hmm. that they're strengthening their bones as well. And when we say strengthening, there's a density we are born with, and then there's a density we can create from pro- proper lifting. And one of the best effects of that is a very good uh, marrow for the bone that feeds it. And the bad part of it is a sedentary life leads to a very thin bone and a very poorly fed marrow. And because of that, very little can happen to cause an imbalance and also create an infection. And when the infection from the bile that we're not basically, if we don't take care of our bodies, our bodies won't take care of us. So infection in a very sedentary life can be hazardous, I mean incredibly hazardous, to someone that is uh, basically already sickly to begin with. A healthy body is healthy in a lot more ways than we like to imagine. And, And one of the best benefits of being healthy is the ability to fight off infection. When we basically break a bone, we damage a lot of tissue around that bone, and in the process it creates white blood cells. If they're poorly fed and not really uh, vibrant and active in your body, infection sets in really rapidly, even if it's brought to a doctor where they can prescribe antibodies. And because the antibodies basically become an infection to the person, because it's, a, it's still an outside source, so it, it's basically being fought until it basically starts fighting for you and you become sickly beyond imagination. And if, you're, if you suffer from osteoporosis, that's an even more damaged marrow and it's even less uh, ability to fight off infection. So it's, there's so many things that happen, and doctors don't like to tell the parents or the teachers or the students or whoever they have to talk to where this person falls and, and gets injured, that, you know, they're so sickly that you're just not going to make it. They just say, hey, they're, they're sick beyond uh, recovery and, and, you know, they're going to pass along. If the, you know, if the if the family or anyone else were to delve into it a little bit further, that research would be available and the, the doctor would have to bring it, you know, pass along to them. But it's not something that they like to pass along too easily or readily because it's just too hard for somebody that's going to lose a family member anyway. Yep. Yep. No doubt. So um, let's see. It's looking like at age 50, uh, muscular decline begins at age 50 with a loss of 1% to 1.5% per year. After age 70, this loss increases to 3% per year. 
So maintaining muscle mass and strength can help, can help again, living independently and being able to do the things that you want to do, a whole quality of life message there. Um, so yeah. that was a great explanation, Kaylin. Thank you. So we talked about one of the one of the negatives of, and I don't think this is a um, an effect of long term bodybuilding as as much as it is an outcome of not respecting your body when you are a long term okay. bodybuilder, and that's the poor diet. I'll so we have that, or, or or dieting too long and not replenishing your body. So there's that. But then we yeah. have the uptick of muscle mass and the benefits of building muscle and what that means for your body and what that also means for your bone health and balance and independence and quality of life and all of those good things. But then on another downtick a little bit, um, another negative aspect of consistent bodybuilding over several years or even short term if you're not practicing good form is the development of overuse injuries mm-hmm. so bodybuilding lifting weights puts a significant strain on your joints especially when you lift yep. enough to induce hypertrophy so to reduce over the possibility of overuse injuries um you guys need to pay attention, and me also, because my form, especially when I get tired, form is the first thing to go, and my husband is constantly <laughs> constantly watching over me and reminding me what I'm doing wrong, and then he's always saying, I love you, Desiree, when I give him the look of, what are you saying to me now? <laughs> but, but, it's, but it's things that I need to hear, because it is important, and this is the reason why. Oh, if yeah. you have poor form, you are increasing your risk monumentally for injury. Kalen, am I right or am I wrong or what do you think? Oh, you're right. You're way right. You know I preach this to, I mean, anybody that's ever trained with me or ever been trained by me is sick to death of hearing me preach about correct form, correct movement. I even made a post about it. And I know you got, okay, I got the screenshot. Thanks, guys. I know I made the post, and I know Dad should have read it. <laughs> but she's reading from the this, this uh, document, I mean document, so she didn't overlook that, and she didn't forget. Uh, Carl, Bill, thanks, got it. I got it. Okay, yeah. So um, one of the things about form is that it, it, anything that's done incorrectly is already damaging the body. And the one thing I got from the research that I was doing is it says after your first rep of your very first workout of anything you've ever done, your body is already adapting to make it easier for the next time you do it. Think about that. So if you're doing incorrect form, it's going to try to balance out in a way that helps you do what you're doing incorrectly even though it's going to be damaged later on in life. So if you're not really focused on correct form and correct movement, look at the damage you do over time. And I think my uncle, he was referencing something in Bible study, but he said, just imagine where you plot a course on a ship in the ocean and there's no landmarks basically to mark where you're going and you end up going one degree off, just one degree, and you've got 7,000 miles to go. But just one degree off, and every time you go another mile, you're that much further off, just one degree. 
And before you know it, you're so far off course, you don't even know where you are. And that's what your body gets to when you get the stress fractures, when you get the shin splints, when you get those uh, carpal tunnel. All these things are not done overnight. They're done over duration of time. And I think that's what Des is uh, targeting with her, with her point, and it's very valid. We need to be mindful of what we're doing at all times because one day of incorrect anything, and we've damaged ourselves to where it's going to hurt later on. Yes? Yeah, and especially when you're lifting so, so, so heavy. So I know you guys pay close attention to uh, what Kalen posts, and uh, he's been sharing some crazy things on Midwest Muscle where you have these <laughs> men, and praise the Lord, there's no women yet with videos yeah. like this out there. I won't look for them. But they are I trying to lift this astronomical amount of weight just crazy that no yes. that no person in their right mind would ever try to lift, and especially not without a spot. And then they're doing yes. these. I, I don't even think they can be called a half rep, but they're doing no. these little <laughs> little movements as if they're actually exercising and working out. And I'm, you know, form form is important anyway, and I I still have to practice all the time, and I'm learning all the time and improving my form, but especially when you're lifting really heavy weight, it becomes even more critical to make sure you've got it right. But don't, I mean, really, when you've got six plates on each side, what are you hoping to accomplish? It's not muscle development. Might be showing off for the guy next to you, but it's just crazy. And you, um, I, I lost my train of thought, Kaylin, help me out here. But it's, it, 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 yeah, you you did that on purpose too. Um, <laughs> but it's not it's not necessary. So you know, as far as the, Kaylin knows, what he's laughing about too. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, we've got this little this little inside thing going on. He he forwarded me a um, a message that totally threw me off. Um, a listener comment. While funny, it was not what I was expecting. Um, it's just not necessary is what I'm going to say. All right, Kaylin. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, one of the things that I would like to add, like I said, this isn't about doom and gloom. Desiree has touched on it many times, and I think you guys are, are starting to get the picture. Um, we live in a microwave society. Everything has to be done right now. So when we say we want to get fit, I don't care how many years you've abused your body and taught it wrong, we want it to be fixed in two weeks or for the reception or for the wedding or for the mm-hmm. boat trip or whatever we're getting plans to do, it's got to be ready in three weeks. You know, we we take a car into a shop, and it used to be where you put it in for a week, get it out the next week, and everything would be fine. Now it's basically with the parts and components, it takes a little bit longer, but you get it out sooner because they have the parts pretty much ready on hand. Your body is not a machine, even though we run it that way. We have to rest, refuel, and recover. And without those things, then we're not going to function correctly. I mean, Des can tell you, I I can raise my hand to tell you show enough, and I did say show enough. Um, You can get really out of sorts when you start lowering the carbs, and especially if you miss a meal where that carb is a higher carb for the day, and you miss it, your thinking is off, your your body is start acting funny, 
and you'll flatten out in a heartbeat, and you look in the mirror, and you probably see a, a skin and bone person because it changes that fast when you're at such a caloric deficit where any little miss on nutrition is a is a, is a big deal, and you, it definitely shows, and you'll definitely feel it. Um, one of the benefits, though, of taking your time, eating correctly, resting properly, and realizing this is not a one-month, two-month, three-month thing, and I'm talking about gaining muscle. We're not talking about the caloric deficit prep. I'm getting away from that because, you know, most of our listeners aren't, they're fans of bodybuilding, and I thank you for it, but you're not basically looking to compete. And so, you know, thanks for sharing your time with us in the audience, and we appreciate it. But one of the things that you have to understand, if you're wanting to gain muscle, it's going to take time if you want to gain it naturally. I mean, there's people that I've seen have been started January, look one way and, you know, weighing a certain weight, and then by the end of December, hopefully they're still alive. Uh, but, you know, they, they're they're much bigger, much stronger, and uh, looking totally different. You know, aside from the acne and all the other, you know, internal organ damage, they have an aesthetic look that people will notice and, 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 and speak upon. But for the natural athlete, you're going to gain muscle. It's going to be a little bit slower, and it's going to take longer. But the benefit, like Des says, is it's there, and you can get back into it, and it just comes along naturally if you do it correctly. If you're lifting your body weight and adding five pounds every three or four months and on the weights on the machine, that's a good number and a good goal to go after because your body can maintain that and sustain it if you're going. If you're constantly adding 50 and 100 pounds in a week or two weeks, your body will find a way to help you lift it, but you will break down in the process. You're beating yourself up and you're not recovering. And uh, it's it's not worth the damage that you're asking to do because the recovery doubles and triples if you have bone that needs to recover along with the muscle and along with the, whatever sickness that comes along from the extra strain you're adding to your life and day. It's simply not worth it. If if you could do 225 for a year and then in a year later you add take it up to 230, and a year after that, you take it up to 240. These are things your body can adjust to because it loves to balance out and it loves to be challenged, but it doesn't love to be strained and it doesn't love to be damaged beyond repair. And that's the things we have to be mindful of because our internal organs have to eat too, not just the muscle. We're feeding our whole body. I, I love when people well, say, your brain. Oh, I want to lose Yeah. Well, yeah, how about that? But like I said, I don't have one today, so I, I, I didn't have to think about yeah. that one. Um, <laughs> but I love when people say, I want to lose fat around my belly. And I'm saying, you got to lose fat over your whole body. Well, well no, i just rather lose it in my belly. Okay, you still got to lose it over your whole body. This is the same thing we have to think when we're talking about gaining muscle. Your body has to basically process to make sure that weight gain can be sustained. If you're, if you're feeding the muscle, it has to be fed properly. It can't just eat good one day and then basically spend the whole rest of the week on clinkies and ho-hos. It's going to be some damage done because it's still trying to feed that muscle. We we have to really acknowledge that we have to take care of ourselves or we will fail. And I don't want anyone that's listening to fail in anything. 
even, you know, if, if they're sitting there stacking all those weights on and having to go home to their significant other. Right, Des? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, Sylvia? <laughs> but anyway, I think what this, what this all comes down to is we've talked about some positives of long-term effects of bodybuilding, and then we've also talked about some negatives that are in there. But if you follow the base advice of what Kaylin just gave you, there shouldn't be a downturn. It shouldn't, there shouldn't be a downside. There shouldn't be a negative effect to long-term bodybuilding. Um, You know, if you take the breaks that you're supposed to and build your calories back up before leaning back down again, if you listen to your body, if your body is telling you it needs a break or if it needs more fat or if it needs more this or whatever it might be, if it needs chiropractic care, if it needs massage, if it needs stretching, if it needs um, more rest, you know, listen. There's always another show. And if you take as much time to focus on your form as you are increasing the number of reps or weight that you're pushing, then that should help also with avoiding those injuries so you're stuck with more positives from natural bodybuilding than any negatives that would come along. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's not a sprint, as Kaylin said. It's not a sprint. This is more of a marathon, so enjoy it all as as you're going along because it can be something that you can take with you into your older years and enjoy the positives of it as you age. Kaylin? Yeah, it, it's it's so much that's involved in in it, and you know we ha- like, we have to be aware. And I, like I said, we're like a battery, and, and we like to think that we're. I know when we're younger, we like to think we're invulnerable. We can do anything, and there's nothing wrong with that mindset, as long as we understand it's going to take time. Uh, okay, mm-hmm. okay. This one is from Sarah, and Sarah, I know you're one of our reg- regulars, so I, I definitely want to get to this one. Desiree, when you yep. had the cake. Over- holidays and your birthday, did it affect how you viewed yourself with the understanding that you were going to either work harder or realize you were going to have to compete in a latter, I think if she meant later, well, latter or later, yeah, mm-hmm. a later show mm-hmm. than yep. what you had planned? Um, I will say, um, yeah couple things that are going on with that, and we don't have a lot of time to get into them, but I've been um, battling with some hormonal imbalances that have been impacting my weight more than anything. So in a normal, in a normal scenario, having that cake oh, over my birthday. Hold on. Hold on. Um, Desiree and I had talked about this, and, yeah, so I was aware, and we have talked about this. So hold your horses. It, it, what she's sharing is not something new to me. Hold the fort. Do not come down my throat on this one. And yes, we did speak <laughs> on this, and we did come up we have, with an outcome. And guys, I leave we her. Ta- hang- we we oh. can talk about this more in the next show. I'm happy to tell my share my story, oh. but actually tonight is a shorter <laughs> show. It is. So to answer this question, um, in a normal scenario, no, the cake that I had over my birthday. Um, would not have, it would not have, and it, and it didn't even in this scenario impact my 
my view that I have of myself or my goals for the show because if you're going to enjoy those moments, there are ways to plan for it so it doesn't totally derail you. And we can definitely talk more about that. But to answer your question in short, you know, you know, when you have that cake or you have that muffin or whatever, as long as it doesn't become that habit that you're doing two or three times a day every day, it doesn't have to derail you. It doesn't have to. And there are a few tricks that can help you with it, but you don't want to make a habit out of it. Now, as far as the whole hormonal thing, we can talk more about that next week, and we will. If you guys are interested, I'm happy to share with you. Um, but beyond that, KP, we're we're at the end of it for today, my friend. So well, last-minute thoughts on today. I know. Well, the biggest thing is, like I said, it's not a doom and gloom show. It's it's basically saying if you if you do things properly, you'll get the results that you expect. But like I said, we have to do the understanding that we've been beating ourselves up for a long time, going the wrong direction. And you can't beat yourself up twice as hard expecting to fix it. I think a, a guy had told me, he's like, you know, if you don't brush your teeth, for the next four months, if you come back and brush your teeth 37 times in a day, it's not going to fix it overnight. You just got really brushed teeth for that day. So we have to be mindful that it's going to take time to go in the other direction, and it's a process that's going to be a lot harder because what you did in laziness, now you have to double up and do with corrective action. Now notice what I said, corrective action, not heavy, heavier weights corrective action that your body can sustain and maintain. If we go above and beyond, then that's what's going to happen with our health. It's going to go way off to another thing, and we're going to try to balance it out in the wrong way, and you're going to suffer in what people would think would be a healthy direction, but you're not, okay? So just be mindful of what you're doing. Respect your body, respect your health, and respect yourself. Yes? Amen to that. So, on behalf of Kaylin, the boys from P4P Muscle, and little old Desiree Carruthers, your body's a temple, <laughs> so let's build it. 